Hello there, friends. Uh, while it would certainly be nice to be with you in uh, in person, a lot of things have changed in the past week, and uh, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to embrace technology as we uh, as we enter a time that's uh, a kind of challenging. Now, I know you you recognize there's a lot of fear and uncertainty in the world around us right now. Uh, I was at uh, Kroger the other day shopping for our uh, groceries for the week, and uh, I've got one word for that experience. Wow. Wow. Uh, parking lot was jammed full of people in the middle of the morning. Uh, the, the aisles in the, in the store were filled with people too, uh, with carts full of, of, uh, groceries. And, uh, I even heard some, uh, some raised voices as people were trying to challenge each other to get out of the store as quickly as possible. And employees were saying, Hey, 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 slow down, slow down. Well, you all recognize the fact that we are in an uncertain time and some people are feeling a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear. Well, most of us are. We all feel the same things at this point in time. My question is, what does it do? What do we do when we feel like we're living in a Tom Clancy novel and there's no, uh, no apparent end to the novel? Well, uh, it's, uh, it's an important thing that we navigate these times well, especially if we're following Jesus. And I thought Darren did a great job last week of unpacking some of the choices that, that we need to make that will show who we belong to. And I want to follow that up today, talking about, uh, well, using a story that I saw in the book of Acts to uh, hopefully bring some uh, some hope and some encouragement to all of us today. The story is found in Acts 27, and it details Paul's uh, journey by ship from Palestine to Rome. And as they were getting close to an island, a hurricane came off the island and it pushed their ship across the Mediterranean Sea for over, over 12 days. And uh, the situation became so desperate that Luke, who wrote the book of Acts, penned these words, when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. <laughs> desperate desperate words for a desperate situation. That evening, Paul was given a vision from God, and an angel told him that all the people on board ship were going to be saved. Now, the ship was going to be destroyed, but the people would all, would all, be, would all be safe. Later that evening, Paul, about midnight, the, uh, the sailors, uh, they, uh, they, feel they were, felt they were coming close to land. They, uh, they saw, I think they probably heard the surf in the back of the, in the, back of the beaches of pounding. And they began to take soundings as they, as they came closer to the sound, and uh, this water was getting shallower. And that's when this verse popped up that uh, really hit me, especially as we deal with this time right now. Here's what the verse said. Fearing we would run aground on the rocks, we dropped four anchors from the stern and prayed for daylight. You had a desperate situation where they could not see what was coming ahead of them. They dropped anchor. They prayed for daylight. These are times that fill people with uncertainty. When we don't know what's coming down the road ahead of us, we can't see it for sure. Uh, people are filled with fear, uncertainty, and they don't know what to do. And sometimes the best thing to do is drop anchor and pray for daylight. That's what I want to talk about today. I, I brought an anchor with me today. I, uh, I bought this a few years ago now. I just, I'm just waiting for the boat now. Just waiting for the boat. Bought the anchor first. But this anchor has, it's solid. It's stable. It has substance to it. And I'll tell you what, if this is tied to a boat and the boat's uh, rocking uh, because of the wave, listen, it's going to hold firm because this anchor is strong. Hey, there are a lot of people today living lives that feel like they're adrift. 
that they become unmoored and they don't know what lies ahead of them. And that's why I think it's important we uh, we assure people that we can drop anchor and pray for daylight because God's in control. Now I know a lot of people are scrambling. And notice when they when they drop, they drop didn't drop one anchor, they dropped four anchors from the stern. You might think, boy, that's a little excessive at times, isn't it? And I think no, not necessarily, because when when the storms are really pushing, the waves are pushing, the wind's pushing, it's important to be stable. And the more anchors in the water, the better off we are because anchors hold. Yeah, people are kind of unsure of what's going on. They don't know what the future holds. None of us know what the future holds. And people need anchor points. They need, they need to be places and people they can hold to and know that they are going to be secure and stable. And guys, we have anchors. Well, I have a lot of different anchors in my life. I want to point to two today. Two anchors I've found to be very valuable to hold on to. The anchors that really drew hold during times of pressure and stress and uncertainty. And what has helped me in the past, I'm going to share these anchors. I just hope they'll, it'll help you uh, moving forward in these, uh, these next days to come. The first anchor is Jesus. Uh, listen to this verse. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. John 15 verses 1 through 8 contain the word remain eight times. Now, anytime a word is repeated, uh, especially in, in this type of situation, uh, it's important. And I think Jesus wants us to recognize how important it is that we remain connected to him, especially in times of challenge, but we remain connected to him anytime. And the word remain carries the idea of, of living, of, of dwelling in, being in relationship where we know we are loved, cared for, and known. And Jesus knows exactly what we're going through right now. And we've talked about the importance of connection many times at Westridge. And um you know, these, these are times right now, I, tell you, I can't tell you the number of conference calls and video calls I've been on with my planters, with uh, with other pastors, other church leaders. I mean, these are times that are, it's uncharted waters we're in, and we've never faced this before. So what do we do? And then people are asking that question. I've got these these pressures coming in on me, and I think, man, this is these are tough times. And you know what I've been doing? Every morning, I've been picking up my Bible, and opening it up, and reading it. I've been thinking about what I've read. I've been talking to God about what's going on. This is a habit that I've had for years. And I haven't stopped it in the midst of the pressure because I know what it takes to keep me connected. And I'll tell you what, I want to be anchored. And I know to be anchored, I've got to be connected. Now, I've been reading a lot of different things. Uh, this past week in particular, I've been reading stories of faith because here's what I know. Uh, I, I want to get the right narrative playing in my mind and my heart. So I read stories of faith in the Bible, how God's come through for his people, get what God's done. And I believe what God has done, he will continue to do. That, that helps me. But I wonder, what helps you feel connected? Now, maybe it's music. Is it music? Play music. Maybe it's reading your Bible. Read your Bible. Or listening to the Bible. It's a great way to do it. Maybe it's solitude, just getting by and, and thinking about God and thinking what's happened in the past and what he will do. Maybe it's reading poetry or getting out in nature, riding a motorcycle, riding your bike, whatever it is. I want to encourage you to put those things into practice because during times like this, we must stay connected to the vine because the, the, the connection is what's going to carry us through. And maybe, maybe it's small groups of being together with those you love. Hey, I, I know these are challenging times with the social, uh, social isolation. We don't have to be isolated though. 
We can embrace technology. We can get together in groups on, we can get together, call the phone. We can get on video chat, FaceTime, all kinds of different ways where we can still be together. And the church is providing ways to help with that. So I'll tell you what, if you already are connected to Jesus, you know the security and stability he brings. And maybe you're on this, on this, watching this today and you don't know for sure. You don't have that relationship yet. I'll tell you what, what I'd encourage you to do is talk to somebody who does. You know, ask them, you can ask them how to connect or, or you can ask them why they should connect. What difference has it made? And that leads to the second thing I want to talk about. The second anchor point I believe we have during times like this, we have experience. Experience matters. In the regional championship game uh, during March Madness last year, Michigan State defeated Duke 68 to 67. Mike Krzyzewski, uh, Duke's coach, had this to say, I thought they played older than we did, especially in the first half. You see, Michigan State was a team full of seniors and upperclassmen, guys who played together for years. Duke's team was made up of freshmen. They had a lot of blue chip, a lot of five-star blue chip prospects. They had Zion Williamson on the team. But when push came to shove and the game got tight at critical moments, well, Tom Izzo, Michigan State's coach, put it like this. Experience matters. It really does. So how does experience, how can that be an anchor point for us? Well, I think what we've seen God do helps us realize what he not only can do, but will do. Paul was a man who understood what it meant to be put into pressure situations. He feared for his life many times. In fact, this, he wrote this one time. In our hearts, we felt the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On him, we have set our hope that he will continue to, look, to deliver us as you help us by your prayers. See that? You see the anchor and the prayers working together. See? We dropped anchor. We prayed for daylight. Prayers make a difference, too. See, what Paul's doing here, though, he's sharing his personal experiences, what God has done in the past. He said, I believe God will do right now in the present. And not only that, God will do it forward into the future. God's got this. That is experience talking. Now, how do experiences from our past help us? Well, I'll tell you what, at critical points in the game, we can look back to what God has done and realize that he's not left us. He's in control. And he's going to take care of things for us. I've seen this many times in my life where answers have come at just the right time. And I don't know when the answers are going to come for this crisis, but I know they will. And I've seen what God's done. And the experience from the past allows us at times just to take a deep breath and relax. Because God's got our back. He's going to take care of us. You know, experience provides us with hope, too. Hope for the future. Now, I don't know how long this is going to take. None of us do. It doesn't matter what people are predicting. Nobody knows for sure. But I trust that God's got it. And I think we can lean into him at times like this. So I'm going to leave. I'm going to stop right there. There's a couple of things I want to ask you to do, okay, for in, the, in the week ahead. One, I want to ask you to connect to Jesus. Anchor down into him. I read these, uh, I read these verses a couple of days ago in Hebrews. Uh, and it had, the, had this word in it, fix. It said, fix your thoughts on Jesus and fix your eyes on Jesus. What it means is fasten them. Fasten them. Remember this? How do you hit one of these? The idea is you keep your eye on the ball, right? You focus on this. Now, there's a lot of different things trying to capture our focus at this point in time. You know, rumors, 
all kinds of thoughts, all kinds of uh, projection. We don't know what the future holds. And, and while these things can cause, can come into our minds and take cap and take over, come into our hearts and take over, we need to fix our eyes and our thoughts on the anchor who's going to get us through. So that's my first encouragement. Whatever you, whatever causes you to connect with Jesus, do it. Secondly, I want to encourage you to share, to celebrate your stories. Hey, we all, we all have times we know that God has come through for us. What I want to encourage you to do is to, is to write down, when you get done with this today, write down five ways you've seen God come through. Make a list of five. And maybe it's just, hey, the sun's going to come up tomorrow. We know the sun's going to come up. We're grateful for what God, his constancy, his, his consistency. But make a list of five. And then each day, add one thing to the list. I think this will cause us to start thinking the right way. Again, getting that narrative going in our heart and in our head that, that makes a difference. And then last but not least, I want to encourage you to share those stories. Because the story of your seeing God come through and God at work in your life may help somebody else who's, who's really doubting right now, who is who's very, very challenged during this time. So your story can help. So share the stories. And maybe it's virtually, and maybe it's with friends, neighbors, whatever it may be. Share it with your church family, but also share it with those outside. Because I'll tell you what, the world needs hope right now. And we bring hope with the words we say, with the attitudes we live with, with the trust we show, and with the fact that we anchor into Jesus. Hey, I'll be praying for you. I'm grateful for this church. I'm grateful for you, my friends. God is good, and he's going to take care of his people. And we can trust him to care for us. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your son. Thank you for the strength he gives to us. Thank you for the difference he has made in each of our lives. And Lord, if there are those today who don't know him, I pray that this time will be a time of not only reaching out to you, but I pray that you will show who you are and what you can do. Thank you for who you are. And I pray for your provision, your, your protection, your help for your, for your people. And help us to shine the hope of Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen.